Well, we have a chance to visit with Harrison Bader on the podcast today, and he is back, rip-roaring and ready to go. So first of all, Harrison, uh, I don't think anybody thought we would be away from the game this long. So, And I know you and I talked early on, but what kept you busy? What are some of the things you learned about Harrison Bader doing this time down? I think what kept me busy was the uh, was the driving force of it all, and that was just the hope we get to play. You know, at one point I was aiming towards maybe a hundred games, and then kind of got knocked down a little bit to maybe eighty games, and and obviously towards the end there we nestled right around sixty or just sixty games exactly. So, I guess what I'm getting at is that what kept me going, man, was just the hope of just playing baseball. You know, as, as tough as it was at times to kind of remain positive, I I think the uh, the realization that there's no way there'd ever be a summer without baseball just staying in the back of my mind man so i just i just kept riding that and just focusing on that and just keeping the big picture involved and uh, i guess something i learned about it is just to just to stay focused man there's always a another gear to the level of focus that i or any athlete could have um and it's just about continuing to just um you know stay on task and just stay positive within your own own goals that you might set for yourself so i think i i learned that i have a, a new level of focus and man, i'm just i'm ready to just unleash this year man i'm just happy to get a chance to do it in that situation, you know, you talk about focus. Uh, do you try and simplify things more? I know sometimes people can outthink themselves and then put themselves in an even more pressing situation. Uh, and then there are guys who say, you know what, I'm just focusing on letting things come to me and then I dictate from there. Yeah, I definitely think the latter. Um, letting things to kind of come to you and just be able to take a step back, you know, while you're in the heat of competition is something that, you know, I just, I just want to keep perfecting. And it's just about going up there whether you're on offense or defense or in a big situation, um, it's just being able to like breathe and just take a step back and just understand what's going on in front of you. I think I've definitely been a, a victim of overthinking at times and, uh, you know, reflecting on it, man, it just doesn't do any good for you. You, know, you just got to simplify things. And, and during this whole quarantine process and building up to, to be, you know, as close to game ready as possible, um, you know, remaining simple was, was what allowed me to have consistent days of just good work. And then I'd put it down and just revisit it tomorrow. So, uh, so, yeah, definitely keeping it simple. Well, welcome to the real world of overthinking. I think we've all gone through that one phase or another in our lives. So when you were sitting around and waiting on things to happen, this is your first real experience with labor issues within baseball and professional sports. What was that like for you to sit on the sidelines and hope to be informed about what was going on with respect to negotiations on whether we're going to play 100 games, 120 or 60 or 54? What was that experience like for you? Yeah, I, it, it was an interesting experience um, because, like you mentioned earlier, I, it was my first kind of experience with with labor disputes or really even talk of labor. You know, when when I came up in 17, it was never about labor and this and that. And I didn't know when, you know, when the CBA was was up. And now as we kind of approach these 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 dates, you know, you, you start to learn more about the the business side of the game and and um and just understanding how, you know, these negotiations really work and what sides might need to give things up in order to make a season happen. So, um, you know, again, I, I understand the business side of it all. There definitely is an aspect to it, one that we've all, um, I think, experienced here for everybody who's following the MLB baseball season and whatnot. So, um, you know, just understand that there's a little more moving parts involved. And I'm just happy both sides came to the conclusion to be able to at least get something together. Something together for sure. And with that comes a lot of new things. Uh, the operations manual is like the size of a small phone book with all the yeah, things that they, they want players to do, what they want media to do, front office personnel. Have you had a chance to kind of go through that at all? And I, I'd love to get your impressions of what you've had a chance to read about so far. 
I have read a little bit. Um, mainly the parts about you know the the health regulations and what's to be expected of players when they enter the ballpark or as they're approaching the ballpark and how their day is really going to kind of go while we're here. And it, it really is interesting. Um, you know, there are definitely some things in there um, that I think take away just from like the natural flow, if you will, of a baseball game. Um, but, you know, understanding the health issues and the health regulations and wanting to keep everybody as safe as possible, you know, I'm of course understanding and willing to comply. So um, I think it's just going to take some, some refresher refreshing up, I guess, kind of leading up to the season because you know once you kind of step through those doors you don't really want to be thinking about a health manual or this and that so you know i'm gonna do my best to just continue to practice what the what the uh, manual you know expects of us and just kind of take it into the season so i don't have to worry about it how have you tried to maintain as harrison b bader a citizen i mean face mask has been something that it seems like we can't go without these days uh, how have you tried to deal with that over the course of the time we've been down yeah, absolutely. I've, you know, I've had respect for everyone around me and, of course, want to keep myself as safe as possible. So, you know, it is unfortunate, but, you know, masks, especially in closed areas or inside is definitely, definitely important, uh, more so for people who might be more at risk and we don't necessarily notice because we're kind of just going about our own business. But, you know, someone who's more at risk might be behind you. And if you're not wearing a mask, then, you know, it's disrespectful to them. So, now it you, definitely is a funky time, but you know you got to keep your mask. Yeah, <laughs> you you you'll keep you keep the mask most of the time. Maybe when there's an occasional photograph or from now every now and then, you want to let everybody know you still have all your teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There definitely have been some instances where I do want to smile for a photograph, which I have taken the mask off. But I've always had it handy on me. Yes. You know, in in this situation, you know, the game is going to change a lot with some of the rules that have come into play. You know. Uh, the runner at second within the 10th inning, uh, you know, the three batter minimum for the pitcher, the few other little things that we're going to see. How is that going to change the way you approach defense, uh, especially in that 10th inning if there's a runner on second? Because there's a lot of different scenarios you hear people talking about. And then we're also going to throw the DH in there as well. But defensively, how is that going to change how you're going to approach it? Because that's going to be scooters going up the middle. That you are you going to play in more or play back more? I mean, there's a lot of different things that I, I think outfield is going to have to certainly talk about before leading into a game. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, you bring that up right now. I know for a fact Shilty's got that outline for us all. You know, for in, infield and outfield, but specifically for the outfield, man. I mean, you know, it, I, I believe it was the person who made the final out the inning before is now becomes the second. You know, the runner on second base. So just right there, you already have a situation. You know, is the guy is he a speed guy? Is he maybe the catcher or first baseman? Is he slower? You know, if he's a speed guy, what kind of runner is he? Is he, you know, quick? Is he going to get a good jump? All these things you have to start not thinking about, you know, before the first pitch is even thrown. So there's definitely a lot of moving parts with that. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to be able to defend many um, ball over your head because, you know, you, you know, if you let that ball get over your head and it lands, he's going to score automatically. So exactly. you don't want to play the hitter, but. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be a discussion for sure. There's no doubt about it. Well, you know, it's going to be a different way we play the game. And, and you know, some of these rules I think we'll see. Uh, and some of them may go away. But I, I think what baseball might be looking at is just trying to spruce it up a little bit, spice up the game, create a little bit more interest for some of the younger fans. Because, you know, one of the things that they say from time to time, it can be a little slow. But I don't think it'll be slow in that 10th inning when you have that situation in play because you've got so many different options to look at. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's going to add action when games can, you know, tend to drag on and in extra innings, you know. So I think it's going to add action right away. Um, and, and again, it definitely is going to be a different, different attack mode of attack that fans would definitely uh, 
you know, they might not have seen it as often in the past. So it'll be a cool element for sure. Munganas St. Louis Acura would like to extend a huge thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders by offering them several service specials, including a free interior detail cleaning. You can call them today to make your appointment and let them help you while you are helping our community. Find them online at stlouisacura.com or give them a call 314-822-2872 for Munganass St. Louis Acura. We love talking to the president and chairman of Ameren, Illinois. He is Richard Mark. Emergency Operations Center acts as kind of a central command center, and everything is dictated from there. They tell the crews that are out in the field where to go, where the main breakers are to go to to de-energize the line, and then they verify that that line is closed, and they're able to tell five, six, seven hundred people that are working out in the field exactly where to go to make the proper repairs to get our system back on in a storm situation. What do you think the biggest change or challenge for you uh, with this new setup? We, we talk a little bit about the rules. Uh, no fans in the ballpark, and you're a guy that feeds off fan reaction. Uh, and, and just the whole notion of how this game is going to be approached from a safety standpoint, what, what do you think would be the biggest challenge for Harrison Bader? I think the biggest challenge for me is just going to just understand, you know, before I kind of jump into it, before we all jump into it, it's just it's it's 60 games, you know, mm-hmm. having having such a small sample size, you know, you, you just can't dwell on any past situation. You know, you have a tough at bat, you strike out, you know, or, you know, maybe a situation where you just didn't do as well as you wanted to. You just because of how short the season is, how small the sample size is going to be. You know, given given one or two at bats away is already too many. You know, so I think it's going to be good for me to just be able to flip the switch, force myself to flip the switch, not dwell on anything in the past, whether it be a tough at bat or a, you know, God forbid I make an error. <laughs> you know, so it's like you just it's just about you know it happens, whatever. You know, we're moving forward. Let's go. We got a short window. We got to be productive as close to 100 percent of the time as possible. So I think it's going to be a different, uh, a different and challenging level of focus but i'm just man i'm I, I just can't wait to see what i got and just prove continue to prove to myself you know what do you uh, that i can always get better for you what do you think and, and you had a chance to work on a lot of things going into spring training now we do take the break what do you feel best about your game right now because i know you you stayed in shape and you bulked up and you know i know you're still you're still gonna have the speed and i know you concern yourself with hitting but what's the one thing you feel best about walking into this season I just feel like it's totally my game, my, my feel, my approach, um, my intent, whether it be swinging or diving for a ball or making a throw, everything's going to be on the aggressive side. There's, there's really no timidness in my game whatsoever. I'm just ready to come out swinging, you know, controlled. Um, but, but definitely on the aggressive side. And I think that that's something looking back last year, you, know, you just you, you just miss the trigger sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you lose a little bit and it just stacks up. And before you know it, you're in a little bit of a hole. And I just think at times I lost my aggressiveness. So, you know, like you mentioned, having the ability to have a little sample size in spring training, you know, readjust after the break and then continue to push myself on a on a daily basis. You know, in preparation of this, I think I'm totally coming in just aggressive, ready to go, and just uh, ready to just lay it out there, man. Just play some ball. That's all there is to it. Final question for Harrison Bader. Um, the training, or I call it the preseason training, is about to start. Uh, and you, you guys all won't be there at the same time. I mean, they're staggering workouts and things of that nature because of distancing issues. How is that going to set in for you? And I guess for you guys, 
this is a pretty close-knit bunch. A lot of you guys came up together, so you guys are already close. So this isn't a getting-to-know-you moment for anybody because most of you guys were together last year and years before. But how is that going to work for you as far as just the adjustment and not being around all of your teammates at one time? Yeah. Um, you know, I got to be honest with you, man. It, it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. And I'm not concerned about it at all because I just know how tight we are, just like you mentioned, how tight of a – tight of a group it is everything we've gone through we have a lot of experience playing together i know for a fact once the game starts it'll be right like we never left you know it'll be just like here we are like we're, we're back again boys and i think that's what's really special is it's almost like every individual and every individual's player's obligation to just be ready for that game one because we know as soon as we're all together on the same field playing on the same side of the ball you know it's it's a wrap that's that's how confident we are so um, you know, now it'll be a little different, but I'm not worried about it whatsoever, man. We'll be ready to go. You, you know, it's interesting you talk in that vein because you if there's one thing we've seen with you guys, and as I mentioned, a lot of you guys came up together, you guys have always found a way to play for each other. And, and that's a, that's the difference between a winning team and a team that's trying to find their way and getting to know each other. Uh, there's a lot of commitment you guys have made to each other, certainly in the offseason, and we've seen it on the field when you guys are actually playing for keeps. Yeah, man, I appreciate you saying that. You know, that's just something that's uh, it just it just comes naturally, and I think a lot of it has to do with the way the Cardinals brought us up in the in the uh, you know in the in the minor league system, um, the expectations that were you know put on me day one of of pro ball in 2015, you know, by my manager J Rod. Um, it's just all there is to it. It's just it's just a top down top you know top bottom organization, top down organization where you know. The absolute best at the top are the same exact on the, uh, you know, on the bottom coaching, you know, short season players. And I think that, uh, you know, you realize that at a very quick, quick age, I guess, and is within the system and just do your best to just, you know, carry it all the way up to the big leagues. So, yeah, it comes natural. Well, you know what won't be natural is the fact we won't be crossing paths as much during the season because everybody's isolating <laughs> everybody from everybody else. So we'll figure a way to make it work. Harrison, uh, as always, it's great to visit with you. Glad you're back in town. Glad you have your mask. And I can't wait to see you out there in the center field patrolling balls and uh, making this thing a fun season. We're going to make the most of it. Absolutely, Claves. Thank you again for having me. I'll talk to you soon. He's Harrison Bader. I'm Mike Claiborne. This is the Claves Cast.